Hello and welcome back to the Ace Ray Podcast. This is Brownlow Edition. My name is Alex Catalano and joining us once again after a few weeks of absence, we have Alex Doherty. Welcome oh, back, mate. Yes. <laughs> how, how good is it to be back here in the booth here? Oh, it's lovely. It's Mr. A- Alex Miller, of course, yes. as well. We're happy to have you back, Doc. Me and Catalano have been struggling without you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've, I've missed you boys too. Can't be it's not the same. <laughs> no. Um, as I said, this week's a very important week in football. We've got the prelim finals coming up and the Brownlow, but we'll quickly tackle the finals from last week first. Yes. Um, the Friday night game, Melbourne and Hawthorne, what a cracker that was. The Ds are through to a prelim in, it's been a very long time for them. Um, they're playing West Coast at Optus Stadium, which is going to be a tough game. How do we feel about last week's game, boys? Um, I'll, I'll, that was, that was, it was a good game, and, and for a... And for a team that not many expected to, you know, beat Melbourne, they actually Hawthorne actually conducted themselves pretty well, and yeah. and, and even like it, it's what it was what a it was five goal over five goals at the end of the game. Yeah. They, they were still in it like halfway through the last quarter. Mm. So like that 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 result doesn't reflect how Hawthorne how Hawthorne conducted themselves. Yeah, I thought Hawthorne probably were the better team for large parts of the game. Yeah. Um, even though Melbourne probably dominated the scoreboard a little bit more. They kicked. Um, they were. Was it three seven at half time or four? Yeah, seven? three three seven at half time. So and, yeah. and yeah, they kicked six behinds in that second quarter. It just shows you that they had their chances, but just missed a couple of kicks. And then, like you said, Doc, they had a bit of a run on. Um, Jack Gunson smacking the post, and then mm. literally thirty seconds later, go down the other end and Melbourne kick a goal. So, footy's an incredible thing because you can go from a jubilation to heartbreak in a matter of seconds, and. I thought Hawthorne were good, but um, in the end, Melbourne just too strong in the end. Yeah, unfortunately, like like you said, Gunston was his accuracy. I'm not going to blame it all on one player, no. but kicking three goals five when your team needs you, especially to when they were scoring as poorly as they were, and they weren't really hard shots left. either, were they? No. So Gunston was probably one player who really should have lifted his game with that finals experience. You'd think he'd stand up. But yeah, I thought he was a bit disappointing. Unfortunately, no. not. It was much better than it was much better than the week before, but. You know, I know we were laughing about Jack Gunson on the on the Friday night, but <laughs> it, 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 it's harsh to criticise him just for that for that easy miss. Uh, I, I, yeah, there were um, yeah, they, that, the whole dynamic of that game would have changed if they had converted at even like two or three of their shots that they missed in that second quarter. I, I don't think Kat, you, oh, you can correct me if you're wrong. I don't think you're thinking he was bad. I just think you probably thought he could have done more. Oh, absolutely. And I agree he with you. He could have kicked eight, to be honest, or seven at least. Yeah. And I remember um, Wayne Kerry was doing the commentary and he says, you know, he's such a beautiful kick. He doesn't need to go around the body. Mm. And he's right because Jack Gunson's an elite kick. I thought someone else that went missing through the whole final series was Bruce. Oh, yes. yes. I thought he was very average. I don't know what you guys saw. But against Richmond, he was a bit patchy and then it was virtually um, disappeared against the Ds. I thought Jetta held him really well. Yeah. Yeah, Bruce had a stinker against Richmond, but I think Neville Jetta played on him for, mm. mo- for most of that game on Friday night and he was terrific, Jetta. He Shut him out completely. He's had two pretty good defenders and Grimes a week before. Yeah. Two very tough matchups, to be fair. But at the same time, you do expect, mm. well, I personally, I think you guys do as well, expect better from somebody of his caliber. Yeah. No, I um, I talked down Sicily last week. I thought he looked a bit bit rusty coming back, but he was a bit better. Yeah, Ten he was. set possessions, um, four marks down there, so not too bad. He's still probably finding his way a bit since yeah. coming back. He was good. It's hard getting players back in the final series, you'd think. You look at Collingwood, though, they look like they're, they're doing well with getting their players back. But, yeah, the Hawks have struggled to bring their best 22, I suppose, back in for I the finals. I think missing a step of quality. Yeah. I think the Hawks, I think there's a big gap between their star players and then their second 
sort of tier. Mm. I think you've got to get games into some of the kids. I think John O'Rourke. I don't know where he, he'll probably get delisted. I think, yeah, he's going to get delisted. Yeah, he'll he'll, he'll go because he's languishing in VFL and he's not doing much. <laughs> yeah, he just hasn't kicked on really in that trade that they picked up. Um, I think Miles probably should have played. At Kay least, Miles, yeah, yeah, in that final series, he was good. Uh, I thought McAvoy was good pretty much the whole series. Mitchell was good until he got that bump in the mm. first quarter. Mm. Um, I thought he was going to have a huge game, but he did pretty well to stick out the game. And, yeah. you know, I'm not a huge Tom Mitchell fan, but he got a lot of respect from me. I thought he was pretty good. Um, I, you mentioned like you know their best players, the gap between their best and their worst. You, you have to remember that they, they did bring in quite a few you know inexperienced players. In the, the rebuild on the in, run in this side, like you, you think of fellas like James Warple, uh, Ryan Burton, uh, Connor Nash. You know they, they these boys are, are still relatively new to the game. Blake Hardwick's another one who kind of struggled on mm. on Friday night. Mm. So and. I, th- I probably th- I was also very impressed with um I was very impressed with David Mirror who came in for yeah, Ben Stratton who came in for Ben Stratton and like big I, I, shoes to fill down I, there. yeah there was big sh- big shoes to fill and given the fact that how how well Stratton has performed this year mm. I, I, th- I thought Mirror had a really solid game on yeah. Friday. I night. got a question for you, Catalano. You just talked yes. about the re- rebuild on the run. Yeah. Is that the right thing the Hawks should have done this year, or do you think a full restructure? Um, should have taken place from the off-season. Kind of a bit more getting out the old guard. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, I don't see... The Hawks have obviously passed their premiership window, mm-hmm. I would say. they didn't. I don't think they looked at any point during this final series like they were going to make it all the way. No. You question why guys like Henderson are playing every week when you could get games into, say... Um, I mean, obviously Morrison does play fairly often. Then guys like um, Harrison Jones, who's been doing well in the yeah, BFL. Yeah, he he's been very um, good. James Cousins, I think, should be getting a few more games. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you've got to question why when they've got these young guys who clearly have talent, and if you're not going to be in premiership contention this year or for the next few, why not get some some time? So do you guys think, though, because obviously their poor finish last year, they got a better draw, do you reckon Clarko would have looked at that draw and said, we're going to make the eight regardless, probably? He um, probably, do you reckon, I don't think he would have expected to make the four, really. I think it was above most Hawks fans and probably Clarko's expectations as well. Yeah. Um, it, it's a sense of overachievement, I think. Yeah. Look, I thought I think the four teams that have made the prelims have been the best four teams this year. Yeah, um, I'd agree with that. I don't think the Hawks making top four really reflected their year no. that well. It comes back to the draw, though. I, I think they should have had a bit of a restructure, personally. I would have mm. I would have cleared out, like you said, some of that older cattle. Yeah. Um, Frawley just hasn't been the same since he's All-Australian time with the Ds. Yeah, we were chatting about him off air before. Yeah, Grant Birchall just didn't play at all, which is a huge loss for them because he's a big... Um, you know, part of their link-up play from half-back, but... Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing that... Sorry to cut you off, Doc, but just while I have the thought, the thing that I think has changed the most for the Hawks has been their back line. Mm. Very suddenly, Gibson's gone. Yeah. Um, Birchall, as you said, didn't play the whole year. Brian Lake disappeared. Yeah, Lake gone. Frawley's pretty much near retirement or pretty much out of form. Um, They lack the kind of quality tall timber down there. Obviously, Sicily does well, but... He's a third tall, he's not a key. Yeah, yeah, who's there after him? That's right. Um, You've got guys like Brand who's still finding his feet. <laughs> yeah, there's um, a big gap that yeah. needs to be filled there. Yeah, I was going to say, um, it'll be interesting to see how Grant Birchall gets back into the system next year because mm. he's missed a fair, fair amount of football. Almost two years. Yeah, a fair all. amount of football in two years. Well, that's the thing. If he does it all, he it, might it, give it away. Yeah, he's, pro- he's prob- he probably played, what, just a handful of games? Yeah, mm. would have played maybe three or four in that time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think... The I reckon would would you say say you're in charge of Hawthorne mm. do do you ship off Jared Ruffhead because no. that no. because 
they, they've they've done this thing now for the last two years where they've shipped off yeah they're, they're older players you know we know Lewis and Mitchell a couple of years ago Hodge last year yeah Roughhead's time's nearly up I nah. think well, not 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 as a not in a career sense but at Hawthorne no I think Jared Roughhead when you think of Hawthorne is the name. Yeah, you think well, about, now he is. Well, yeah, because well, he's the but, captain. <laughs> you think about what he's done for that club, though, prior, and they've stuck behind him with, obviously, his um, cancer stuff. Yeah. Mm. So he's just, I think the club has shown great resilience with him, and I think it'd be silly to let him go. Yeah. Because um, he still has plenty of good footy left. And there were a couple of Hawthorne fans asking for his head on the chopping block, but I think um, I think there needs to be a look, like you touched on, Doc. The back six has changed a lot. Uh, it takes a lot of time. Um, to you know, fix up your and it's a young. It, it, you need to bleed the young team through. Yeah, you can't just go. Which is yeah, unfortunately, probably been the downside for the Hawks this year mm. is that they haven't been able to bleed them through as much as they would have liked. Mm. Um, and when you get guys like Burton having a down year as well, it doesn't really help with that whole. Yeah, quote I think unquote, a bit average as well. Burton yeah, um, we've talked about the Hawks a lot. Let's talk about the D's a little bit. Yes, one player that I want to touch on who I don't think gets enough time in the li- in the limelight is Alex Neil Bullen. Oh yes, um, he only had eight touches. In this game, how many but, tackles did he have? Yeah, six tackles and twenty-one pressure acts, which was there the third most in the game behind Brayshaw and Puapolo, who both had twenty-two. I think Neil Bullen's work around the ground, around the contest, just being that player who's there to, you know, he's there to try and chase down and tackle. Yeah. He's there to try and, you know, smother and do everything that's required of that kind of pressure forward, which I think he kind of plays that half forward midfield pressure player kind of role. Yeah. And that, considering pressure is one of the best things that Melbourne's. Um, Melbourne does. Mm. It really works for them, and he Absolutely. flourishes in that system. Yeah. Uh, M- Melbourne have generated what... Their, their forward line's generated what Richmond and the Bulldogs have produced mm. in the last two years, and that's based around small forwards. Because you think of Neil Bullen, there's also guys like Mitch Hannon, who I really rate. I rate Charlie Spargo really highly. Um, Wiedemann's had a good month and a bit. Oh, fantastic. Um, and and Tom McDonald has probably been one of the most improved players this year. Yep, four goals. Um yeah, he's he's over fifty goals, and he's missed like he missed the first four games. Probably would have won the Coleman, to be honest. First four or yeah, five games. Yeah. So if he, he gets, missed seven games, so it if wasn't he four or five. Oh yeah, okay. First third of the year. Yeah, yeah. He missed a long well, time. Well, if if he gets a full season in in him, oh, he's, he's, he, he's yeah. going to be he's going to be a very hard man to beat in the Absolutely. Coleman. He's going to be like, probably one of the most unlikely Coleman medal winners we've seen huh. in ages. Mm. <laughs> From full time defender to full time full forward. I'll tell you who was good and looks like he hasn't missed a beat. Jack Varney. Yeah, oh, yes. yes. He's, he's second, come right back in. Second game he's played and he just looks seamless. So there was that one time where he got a bit of a hospital handball from somebody in the back line mm. and uh, it was obviously um, Hawthorne's def- uh, forward 50 and someone went to tackle him and he took two side steps to the right and he was off. Yeah. He just ran off and he just looked like he hadn't missed a beat. He looked like he'd been playing all year mm. and he led, you know, touches on the ground. 27, he had uh, five tackles and he was just fantastic. He was. 17 contested possession of his 27. So he's obviously not scared of getting it. And we know his reputation. No, we know he's rough and under kind of player. But, yeah, eight clearances and seven inside 50s just shows yeah. how good he was. He yeah. really he really stood out. Like, I wasn't here to talk about it, but he really stood out a couple of weeks ago against Geelong. Mm. Oh, he was lovely. He, but, yeah, we, we touched on him. He did do very well. But he had to thought. do that because Oliver was getting well held by um, yeah. Liam Shields. He was. Jeez, I, I do like Clayton Oliver. He's going to be... Mm. He'll be a smoky on Brownland. Do not like how he fell over like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> no. I, just not a good look. Not a fan of the diving. No, no look. 
like, he didn't have to do that, but the point, but Tom Mitchell opted to go bump him. So, like, what, what was he thinking when, when, when he went? He didn't to think go- he was going to go over like that. I don't think it just ruins. It's a bit like um, Toby Green stuff we talked about last week, yes. Catalano with the foot. Yes. It takes away from their actual skill and ability. Like, Clayton Oliver's a fantastic player, and he's had the reputation of staging and stuff for free kicks. And mm-hmm. Like, I, w- I wasn't a fan of the um, the hit he got from Schofield a couple of years ago, but th- this one is probably not entirely his fault. He probably milked it a bit. He got a free kick out of he it, got, though, He milked it a hurts. bit, milked it a bit, got a free kick out of it, but Tom Mitchell didn't have to do that. But he didn't have to fall over either. Yeah. So it's a contentious issue. I don't like it because it just makes, as Richo said, and Richo's obviously my lover, Tiger Man. But <laughs> yeah, oh, here we go. This is that's, that's rubbish. This is he, what he's basing it on. It Look, ru- while oh, ruins, ahead, the, ruins his image, that's all I'm saying. That's the last I want to speak about. It. Yeah. Um, while we're talking about contentious issues and we've got Toby Green on the mind, the Giants and Collingwood also played. Yes. The Pies won by 10 points. They snuck it home oh. in what was probably one of the... Not worst, but not a fantastic game from the Giants. No. Definitely seen them play better. Um, for my money, Canelio can hold his head up high. He had a fantastic and game. did he have? Uh, 30 disposals, two goals. Fantastic. Um, he was everywhere when he needed to be, um, which he usually is every week. Yep. Callan Ward was probably in there getting rough as well. Yeah, he was really good, I thought. Contested um, was. He, he's a, he always he's is. A consi- he's a consistent player, Callan Ward. Mm. I feel like every time we talk about the Giants, we bring up Ward, but 11 <laughs> contested possessions... Once again, that's fantastic. Out of eighteen disposals, that's fantastic. Oh, I, yeah, I reckon Canelio will probably win their best and fairest this year. I think he'd have to. Um, Whitfield was also pretty good. I think thirty-one touches, eight marks, eight eight rebound fifties. He was probably the second best player after Whitfield, uh, after Canelio. Mm. Um, but yeah, I reckon Collingwood should have had that game sewn up at quarter time because they absolutely. I watched this game at home. Like they absolutely dominated that that opening opening stanza. Yeah, they played pretty well for the whole game, and mm. <laughs> you always thought that they were going to win. And and like at quarter time, like I just thought, you know, GWS are going to come back because like, there is no way they can be that horrible for mm. for. Like they've had, they've had some bad games, not not entirely their fault. They've been crippled with injuries a lot, yeah. but with the side that they had out in the park, they should have done a lot better than what they produced. In the I first reckon quarter. they were softened up the week before. I reckon Sydney gave them the false sense of security, which I did. I don't think I said it on air, but I did think that last week. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to be a bit patchy against the Pie team that was pretty hungry. Um, Brandon Maynard called out Toby Green during the week. Yes. Ooh, yes. And Don't we love getting a bit of the uh, the basketball flair, I think, going on. People are calling <laughs> each other out on Twitter and all that. I'm calling you out. We we need we need more of this in football. I think remember Nick Robertson calling out Gold Coast yes. in in the, ahead of the Q clash. That was probably one of the most fiery Q clashes we've ever seen. I think everyone forgets Tommy Bug last year as well. Oh um, no, don't get me started on him. <laughs> but he was doing a bit of that on Instagram as well. Yeah, um, yeah, gave Jason Johannesson a bit of a surf pre-game. Yeah, we're coming for you. The thing was though that Maynard backed it up. Toby Green was goalless and had um, did he have what eight or nine disposals? Not a lot of impact. Yeah, he, he, had, he had nine disposals. Had a nine sti- disposals. Had a stinker. Um, and after last week, he kicked three goals, three, and had 27 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I think Brandon Maynard is an extremely underrated defender for one, especially with what's happened with their key stocks at the moment, Tommy Langdon <laughs> having to play full back. Yeah. Um, it really has... Maynard has to step up and take sort of probably the best small. 
Yeah. And I thought he was really good on green and kept him very quiet. If you've ever talked to a Pies supporter, Braden Maynard is the future of their club. Yeah. They rate him about... They rate him very high. They reckon he's a Brownlow winner they already. Re- <laughs> when was the last time a uh, small defender won the Brownlow? No. Probably never. never. <laughs> <laughs> Probably never will, aren't I? I want to highlight Jordan Ngoi's game because he, he was oh. absolutely sensational. Had... I think he played, played most of the game as a forward, but had eight marks, kicked three two. Should have really had maybe five or six because there was a, he was their most dangerous forward. Yeah. And I think some somebody mentioned somebody highlighted it in the middle of the week that GWS don't have don't have the players to run with Jordan to go because he's quick off the mark. Mm. He's too quick off the mark for small for small defenders and oh sorry for tall defenders, but he can outmark the small. Def- Who was on him? Um, I think oh Nick Haynes was for a bit. Ha- Haynes played on him. If I was um, Leon Cameron, I would have put um Kennedy on him. Yeah, oh. that, that, that's what I was thinking. But Dugowie would have outmarked Kennedy. Yeah, um, I think Kennedy's Bun- got I think that athleticism. But Bun- Buntine um played yeah, on played on him a bit as well. Get, yeah, they wanted Buntine on him, but then um, it, it, it was too quick for him. I think he must have been moving out of position, doing some weird uh weird leading patterns and all that. I'm getting he leads away really well defenders. to the ball. Yeah, he does. Oh, he looks very confident when he's going for it. His I think hands. His that's, hands that's the are thing immaculate. as well, though. You get a kick at somebody that looks like they want it. Yeah. And, and to go, he always looks he like looks he wants like it. He looks like he's very hungry. And I think mm. the, the thing about him, he's a lot like Dusty when he goes forward. He looks... You can't put a key defender because he's too slow. Yeah. And you want to try and outmark him. But then you can't put a small on him because, again, to go, he's got such great Let's upper body push him strength. out of the way. So it's... I think that's why people try to compare him to Dusty a bit. Obviously, I still think he strides away from him, yeah. but that's where I think the similar similarities come. But I think, yeah, to go was as you said, Doc was sensational. His potential is enormous. I, I reckon if like, he keeps his if, mind if it, on the game, keeps his mind on the game and off the beverages, I think he's got, <laughs> like you said, a very bright future. Yeah, I reckon the potential could be between a top five, top ten player Easy. In, in, yep. in within a few years. Yep. That that that's that. That's my belief on Jordan to go. Right no, that's there. a fantastic call. Yeah, I think. Was well, there a headline? Someone said that um, in the paper, I reckon, on in the Herald Sun. Did that? Possibly. Please. It sounds familiar. <laughs> Doc, are you lifting headlines, mate? Um, hey, are you lifting headlines? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Come up with your own, mate. No, that, no. I said that on Saturday night. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what? I'll, 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 I'll put this on air. Oh, here we go. Um, J- John, John, who is one of our teachers, <laughs> Big Johnny Clark. Uh, he he said he, he said something about Jordan Degoe and about at the start of the year, and he and he retweeted his mm. own tweet and oh, said good yes. call, and <laughs> and then I, I I retweeted that and I said I'll do you one better. You I go. think he'll become a top five player in a few years. Yeah. So not from the mouths of the Herald Sun, from the mouths of the oh, SEN. God. So uh, <laughs> the SEN producers room. So uh, any anyone from. Old son wants to uh, sue me. Come at me. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else from that game that you guys thought? Was... Um, I just wanted to say Mason Cox had a bit of he caught a bit of flack after Big the first final. Yeah. Um, didn't have a fantastic impact. Didn't kick anything. But he, he was much better. He was better. He was clunking marks, um, which was probably what they yeah, needed him to do. He should get a free I, kick. I though. will. I will also just just before we move on. Yes. Ha, um, <laughs> yes. Ha, has Jeremy Cameron actually had a good final? Because I like any time I've watched the GWS. Final, he has either disappeared or he's been or he's been rotten. I feel like he had a huge one when they like first had their campaign, but I agree, mm. he's been. I don't know since that Harris Andrews thing. I feel like his confidence is a bit patchy. Yeah, it's gone to his head a little bit. And um, 
I can't say that the booze helping in the crowd. It's a bit like the Joe Watson rubbish. Yeah. It probably just would weigh on his mind a when bit. When they made Job cry. Yeah. My poor boy. I don't think Jeremy Cameron would My cry. He'd probably boy. jump in the crowd. Je- Je- <laughs> Je- Jeremy Cameron probably has a pretty tough in- interior. Like he, he can, he could, he could probably hand, he can probably emotionally take care of that. Yeah. But it will weigh up on him. Of course it will. And I think, I the, think missing that many weeks as well has got to have an impact. On oh, the absolutely. Game. Yeah. Fitness and stuff and yeah. all that rubbish. But yeah, I thought all in all, Collingwood probably deserved to win. And I thought the Giants, just like you said, both of you, or we all said, they're just not good enough. They that, just. Absolutely. I think they still need they need another harden up midfielder because mm-hmm. it's all good having Cal Ward and Canigla sort of patchy, but Dylan Shield. I was going to say, especially if Shield leaves, which leads us nicely to some of there. the trade rumours. Oh, yes. um, well, I'll just run through them all quickly. If any of them interest you boys, just yep. free, feel free to pick one out. Um, so we've got Nick Newman rumoured to go to Gold Coast or North. Who's Aaron Hall. <laughs> Who is he? I like him. <laughs> Aaron Hall, also rumoured to go to North. Chad Wingard's been linked to the Dogs and the Hawks. Yep. Um, I, might, I might talk about the Chad Wingard. <laughs> Dylan Shield, apparently, we are looking at him now. The Bombers are having a look in. Um, Reese Conker to Frio, he's a WA boy. Stephen May, Collingwood has made an offer apparently. They, 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 they're, run, they're running hard on uh, Stephen May, Collingwood. They are. And Rory Lobb apparently going back to the West. We don't know whether West Coast or Frio yet, but that's the rumours. Re- Any of those stand out? I think, I think, firstly, I think Rory Lobb might, is most likely going to Frio because yeah. I've, I've, I have read stuff about Fremantle being in contact with him and they probably need an, another tall forward to help out McCarthy. Um mm. That's probably the most logical. Well, Matty Tabner. I was going to say once they get Tabner back no. next year, he was pretty good when he played. But yeah. does does Tabner second ruck? Is no, no. Nah. Nah. Like, like, no, l- I think they'd rather have Darcy play Darcy full time next yeah. year. Well, oh, but Darcy will need to chop out. Lob, oh, lob, I don't lob, know. Lob, lob, lob might he's be able to do that. Got, I think he's got a bit of a tank. Yeah. Like, lob, lob, Cam lob. McCarthy could ruck for the short time that Darcy has a break, though. Mm. Mm. I like Cam McCarthy. I'd rather I, have I'd, Tabiner I'd, down there leading than McCarthy yeah, yeah. at all times. 100%. Yeah. I, you know, I forget about Tabiner a lot. Because <laughs> he he's been injured half the year. Yeah. No, he looks good now. Um, he's yeah, he's hitting his stride. Big men always, as we've said, take time to develop. They uh, do. Um, I think the Chad Wingard one's very interesting because he's still he's still in contract and he hasn't and his last two years at Port have been the best. Mm. Every he, time, um, he's he's, he's dis- he, he disappears more often than not. Chad Wingard. I'm and not gonna also, lie. Wingard has often expressed that he doesn't want to be anywhere else but Port Adelaide. So mm. I'd be he's very surprised. Yeah, like like I I don't, I don't it's it, it's so strange because like I, like I'm I'm part of all these forum Bulldogs forum pages and they're all and they're all up and about because Chad Wingard's liking you know Bulldogs posts on Instagram and stuff like that, but like it, unless unless he's formally requesting a trade, I'm not buying any of it. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. like the Mitch Wallace thing yesterday. About yes, and Brisbane. he resigned. It's resigned. Oh yes, yes. Twenty five minutes later, so <laughs> it just shows you rumors are rumors, but. As you said, Doc, he's under contract, and Kat, you said he's happy with Port, so I couldn't see him going anywhere anytime soon. Like, yeah. the, like the one thing that might drive Chad Wingard away is the money, because he's demanding big money, mm. and Port aren't prepared to give it to him just yet. The one that <laughs> I, I'd like to talk about. I think he is out of contract at the end of this uh, next year. Next I just year. want to say Dylan Shield Essendon is very exciting, and I would love I was that about to happen. ask you about that, actually. <laughs> yes. So what do you give up, though, to get him? Um, he's still got one more year, and he's yeah. Look, I'd hope we can keep the first round pick. Um, but if... would you be willing to part wise with that if it? What what is Essendon's first round pick at the moment? That is... uh, we have our first round pick, I believe. So that's pick ten. Ten. 
Um, You'll need more than that. Dodora's, he's a shifty character. He's oh, a shady man. He, he knows how to get his deals done. Every time he gets one done, pops another jacket on, pops the yep. collar up. Um, <laughs> the collar pop. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll tell you he what, I, I don't like how he, how, he, how he does his offers, but he is, oh, I love but it. He, but he is a very yeah. smart man. I love it. Dodoro, he knows what he wants and he exactly. gets it. And he I love it. that we play so aggressive every time. And he doesn't are. settle for anything less. No. Like he sets, no. He's set in his ways, and if he doesn't get it, he just pulls out of the trade. He's not going to say, well, we'll take a second round pick. He I reckon. Goes, I want this. He, 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 no, he did that with Stuart Cramery a number of years ago when the Bulldogs traded for him. Mm. Like, he wanted a first round pick for him. We were only going to offer up a second round pick. Mate, so. a first round pick for Stuart. Look, I love Stewie. That, that, that's the kind of stuff that is now doing. I loved Stewie when he was at us. I think on that form that he had when he was at us, maybe a first round, but not what he showed for the rest of his no. career. But anyway, um, Shield, I would love him. I'd yeah. love him. I think he'd be no. a good fit as well. For yeah, us he, he would. He would complement that midfield group yeah. really nicely. Suddenly, we've found that we have actually got good inside midfielders. Mm. I think Myers has, despite him giving away. The most, almost the most free kicks in the entire Has league. He? Yeah, he's like ranked second for free oh, kicks I didn't against. Know that. There you go. Um, and look, Merritt's come a long way this year. I think we sometimes play Devin Smith I in Dyson there. Dyson had a really good year. Like Heppel I said did as previously. well. So now to get that kind of outside midfielder, and I think being able to play Shield exclusive Shield as an exclusively yep. outside midfielder yep. will really play to his strengths. Um, and he'll have a Bryce Gibbs like season. Yeah, yeah, he's I really think. he's a really classy player, Dylan Shield. Yeah, if he, like if, he if he plays like. You know, he's, he he does hurt himself a bit with his shoulders. Honestly, I um I was talking to so my mother, my lovely mother, no, yes. is a Carlton supporter, and she's been all up and about with the idea of Sheil McGovern coming over there. Um, nah. <laughs> she did ask me about Sheil and his injuries, and uh, I actually looked into it. And the past three years, he's played every game. There you go. So I don't think there's any more issues for Sheil at all. He, like he always has, he always seems to have problems with his shoulders though during games though. Yeah, but look, it's just strapping, I guess. Yeah. He hasn't, like I said, he hasn't miss missed a game, game in so the past three years. So true. I think he's right in that regard. I well, think if, if it works, keep keep him, <laughs> keep going. Yeah, mate. I think with the trade stuff here, the one that really, or well, the two that interest me, one obviously Reese Conker, the Richmond boy, mm. and the thing about that is he's a free agent. And yes. I'm pretty sure he's restricted. So whatever offer Freo or you West Coast throw it in, but it's Freo predominantly after him, especially with the Nocky, the Locky Neal. I think won't be there. But we just talked about that already. Yes, yeah. insider information apparently. Yeah. Um, yes, no, I, I reckon if you, okay, if From you if you were Locky Neal and you had to choose between Freo and Brisbane, I'd, I'd go to Brisbane. Brisbane. Yeah, you'd be going Brisbane. Cause anyway, yeah. we're not talking about Locky Neal. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Conquer will go. I don't think Richmond will match it just because if they wanted to, they would have re-signed him already. Mm. Um, the thing is, though, he has played 19 games, and the only ones he misses with the ankle injury. So I can't believe it was I think Dimmer's a really big fan. I, I don't mind him. He does a lot of interesting run-with roles. <laughs> he was good against on Mitchell in the first quarter, and then yep. they put Graham in for the second, and then they had no one on him for the rest of the game. So mm. don't ask mm. me why, and he ended up having 38. But um, the one there that interests me is Aaron Hall. Now, I think... Catalina, we spoke about this before, is that yes. Aaron Hall sort of not a fan of Stewie Jews? Out of favour, Out yeah. of favour, which you think Aaron Hall gets a lot of the footballs off, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he, he, he does have the habit of finding the ball, but I think it's some of the stuff he does. Quality-wise. Yeah, he does, yeah. doesn't use it well, and he does have he does have his attitude problem. I yeah. think he's got a bit of attitude problem as well. I think so, but I suppose the thing with... What Stewie is trying to structure up a goal case, you want people that are going to be foundation players. Mm. So I think the stuff with Stephen May requesting a trade, even though it's terrible they're losing him, such a good player, 
That's what they need. They need a they need a direction the Suns. Yeah, look, and then I think the captaincy is probably going to go over to David Swallow at that point. Yeah, and yeah. He's like a Gold Coast boy through and through. Yeah. He's been there since the start. I heard Terry Wallace speak on SEN the other day. They said what Gold Coast need is a foundation. Mm. So even you have, if you had Stephen May, you know, staying for this year, but he's still in limbo and might go to Collingwood, that's not what you want as your captain saying throughout the year. Mm. It's a bit like the Lynch stuff. If Lynch came out, um, ended the year and said, I'm going, that'd be sort of okay because he was injured and missed a lot of games. But if he comes out start of the year, you can't expect to be played. So I think... It's good that Stephen May's sort of said where he wants to go, mm-hmm. and Aaron Hall probably won't be there. So I think those two will be very interesting. I think, I think if Stephen May does decide to go to Collingwood at the end of the at the end of this season, mm. then I think they're gonna they're gonna have a good amount good amount of draft picks mm. yep. to to come in uh, for the draft because they'll have they'll have the second pick probably get a compensation they'll, they'll get for the, Lynch they'll get the third pick for losing Lynch, and they they'll get another first round pick somewhere in there for for. For May, probably eighteen, nineteen, something like that. Yeah, a late first round, yeah, something like that, and or, and may, maybe even another young player. If yep. not, I'm not no 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 trade expert, but <laughs> they, they, they'll, they'll get they'll get they'll get some good returns for the for the um the old co captains. Yeah, I think they'll they'll. Well, I don't know if they'll get their value for what they ta- what they're losing, but I think they'll get something, and I think that's they'll, the most important thing for. Yeah, they'll players. get something good. They yeah. get something good for May. <laughs> we spent enough time on rumours. <laughs> Apologies for that. <laughs> um, Brownlow night is coming up Ooh, this yes. Monday. Yes. Um, obviously, the media favourite is still Tommy Mitchell. Everyone's looking at the big ruckman, though. Maxi Gorn and Brody Grundy. Uh, who are your favourites? Brody Grundy. <laughs> who are your favourites, Miller? Um, I think it sounds crazy, but I reckon uh, Maxi Gorn will win it. Yeah. Yep. I just got a feeling that Gil will have enough of this midfielder nonsense. And you want to go against the mould, and no, I think I think Gorn's been good enough um, all year, consistent enough, and been the best ruckman. I think, even though I'm a huge Brody Grundy fan, mm. um, so I think uh, obviously Mitchell's obviously in contention. Grundy, I think Clayton Oliver. If but the thing is, we've talked about with Melbourne is that yeah. there's too many players. No, nah, he, he, he might, he might, he's not going to win. It, so I think Maxi Gorn for me will probably win it. There you go. Definitive from Doc Clayton Oliver is not winning it. <laughs> Do you want to put something on the line for that, or <laughs> Do we need to make a bet of some sort? Oh, we'll, we'll exchange. We'll exchange something. I raise you ten thousand pesos. Probably a beer. <laughs> a singular uh, beer. Uh, um, One beverage. <laughs> I, I, I reckon we should. I reckon we should just do a live Brownlow. Uh, Mate, who's your favourites? Um, <laughs> Shut who's up. your favourite? Uh, well, well, if Maxcon does win, he'll be the first ruckman to win the Brownlow since '92 when mm. Scotty Wine took it out, mm. and then Jim Steins won it the year before. Stranger things happen. So it's, it's not out of the question. I'd like to see him win it. I don't think he will. Um, I do. Well, who do you think will? I think I th- Tom Mitchell's too easy. Yeah. I reckon. Tom Mitchell's probably the safe bet. Um, Jack McCrow. Oh, I want to. I want to go Jack McCrow. I reckon. I reckon. I reckon He's he, trying so hard not to say Jack. McCray. I want to say Jack McCrow, but that <laughs> hamstring injury killed him. Um, and your team's ass. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> hey, shit it. Shut up. I'd rather have Paddy Cripps win it over McCrow. Uh, I want to say. Uh, I, I said. I said last week, Paddy Cripps. I think I said a couple of weeks ago, Paddy Cripps won't win it. But yeah, um, you did. I did. So now you're gonna say he's gonna win it. <laughs> No, I'll say Tom Mitchell. Tom He's Mitchell. going with Pitch. What about you, Kat? Um, I think there's going to be... Devin Smith. No. No. <laughs> unfortunately not. Uh, look, I think Perhaps someone's going to get, someone's gonna get like 20 votes in the first half of the year and is going to ride it home. Ooh. I have a feeling that 
Canelio can, or Sidebottom can possibly rack up just a bunch of votes early on. I like it. And riding them home. I don't think any one player has been too dominant this year. No. no. I it's, think, it, it, it's probably the most open field we've yeah, had in years. I've been saying since the start of the year, I think it's going to be a... Um, Going to be a 2015. Going to be a Matty Prittis kind of year. Yeah. Someone's going to come out of nowhere, and they're just going to they're just going to steal it. Aaron I don't Hall. think it's going to be any of the favourites. <laughs> Alex Saxon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Love you, Alex. That's the best result for Please Brown. Come on the show soon. <laughs> I, I tell you what, if Dustin Martin wins, I'm going to have an aneurysm. Um, <laughs> but if I'm going to go with one of the favourites, I would like to see Cripps win it, and I think he possibly could. Yeah. Well, obviously, the only thing hampering him is his team. Yeah, yeah. but look, you look at Judd when he won it at Carlton. You look at Gaz, like that, yeah. but like uh, we also no. I'm not this. saying he can't win it. I, I, as much as I dislike Carlton as well, I'd really like Paddy to win it because mm. I think he's shown this year that he's taken another step, and it's a big step because, as I discussed with Paddy, he's kept ta- his team like in a lot of games, even yeah. though they've lost without yeah. him. Yeah, like, as, as I would like hundred point margin. Like I'm, I'm not trying to say I don't like Patrick Cripps, but I, I, love I, I would love to see we him love win you, it, Paddy. <laughs> I would love to see him win it, but he yeah. he just doesn't. But he, won't. He, he just doesn't have. <laughs> like the results will show that he he won't win it, and, it's, and he's not a Gary Ablett. He's not one. <laughs> he might be. That actually, <laughs> he's got hair. <laughs> Gaz used to have hair. Gaz, easy on. G- Gaz used to have hair. It was easy on. It was a good head of hair. What about Mark of the Year and Gold? Yeah, year. I was about you've to got, say. You've got the nominations. There. Um, you yeah, we've got to me because I'm not too up to date with. We've got other awards. Yep, these two. Um, mm, Mark maybe. of the Year. We had Charlie Cameron from early on in the year. Michael Walters. Now and Isaac Hengi. I'm just going to try and remember so people can sort of help me out. Charlie Cameron's one was against Hawth- Hawthorne. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, Michael Walters was that one on one against who was he? Who did he take it on? Was it? It's like on the four fifty, isn't uh, it? Um, McGovern. Yeah, it was the der- it was the derby. That's right. McGovern, uh, the f- McGovern had a laugh and shook his hand afterwards. He's and yeah, good job, that was mate. The one. He comes from the side, isn't it? And he takes it. <laughs> yeah, yep, that yeah. one. And then and he hung in the he air could, for he about half an hour. He couldn't believe it. McGovern. And the Isaac Haney one uh, was, was, was on Jesse Hogan. Yes, when he was a beautiful grab. So. Uh, Aaron Francis robbed of the nomination. Oh, absolutely! He's still up there. Racist They're going to have to get him down before the Sandville Grand Final. A- absolutely! Like, like that. How does that not get in? Racist against gingers. I think it really is. Kind of narrows. Kind of narrows the field because I reckon Heaney's he- is head and shoulders above everyone else. I was going to ask you both who won it. I think Heaney's got it wrapped up. To be honest, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I like Isaac Heaney as well, but I think um, Charlie Cameron's one was pretty tasty. It was, but I don't know. He kind of, um, I think he took it over Maze, and he like knocked Maze out. It was Who a bit cares? of friendly fire. Who cares? Only a teammate. Oh. Getting that one, out, someone else in next week. <laughs> also, though, I think it'll have a good chance because that mark is in um, mm. the uh, what is it? The, the little legend. Yeah, the Nab Mini Legends. It's in He's there. <laughs> I think the AFL loves it. And then the cheeky little wink. <laughs> How you doing? Um, but there's also goal of the year, so we, yeah. we're sticking with two Heenies and, and a. What did you say? Did you say Walters or Cameron? I said Cameron. He said Cameron. Two heenies and a Cameron. Very tasty. Um, goal of the year, Luke Parker in round one, the bicycle kick over his oh. head. Um, Charlie Cameron uh, was also a fantastic goal. Yeah. I, I think that, that was when he had the ball in the wing and then he ran it up. Yeah, oh, he look. ran around about three blokes, three or four blokes, and still managed to snap like an impossible kick around no, his I want body. to hear how you boys described the last one. And Jackie Higgins oh. ran around the post... Just gave the ball a little bit of a, <laughs> little bit of a how are you? Little flick. <laughs> little flick, and then he snapped it right from in front of the goals. A little bit of how are you? Look, I don't think it was a throw. It was, nah. uh, it was nah, just a little not. how are you? As I'm long not. as it hits his boot, that's yeah. a disposal. Yeah. So it's fair enough. Well, I can't take it away from now. It's been a goal for a couple of weeks. So. <laughs> um, um, who wins it then? 
I don't want Parker to win it. Wow. I think Higgins might, just because everyone loves it. No. Like, no it's no. voting based. Everyone's going to vote Higgins. Yeah. Oh. The only people that aren't going to vote for Higgins Collingwood are Collingwood supporters, and Brisbane those, supporters, and Sydney supporters. And those crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> There's 100,000 Richmond members, and they'll yeah, all exactly. vote They'll all vote for Jack Higgins. Oh, no, exactly. I like Luke Parker's goal a lot. I, I, I like Luke but Parker's goal too. Would you vote for Parker or Higgins? I'll have two votes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I reckon I raised you that card. <laughs> like, two pa- votes Parker's, <laughs> Parker's goal was great, but Higgins was something different. It mm. was... You know, how many players have you seen go around the goalpost? I'm going to set up two accounts now and have two votes. Go, go, <laughs> go around the goalpost and then flick it up and then come back and... And kick, throw it up and kick a goal. Right? In a kick remarkable goal. result, Jack Higgins has won by one vote. <laughs> The man also voted for Luke Parker. <laughs> Results reveal. Good. No, I reckon, um, yeah, I'll probably go Jack Higgins. But mm. I suppose the only thing is that the AFL get a lot of backlash from that. But at the same time, I think. Oh, there have been a lot of contentious decisions. Mate, last year, Jeremy Howe was, he was, he was shocked. That was a rob because all the Essendon people didn't play finals. Mate, Dana was You know fantastic. what? And they had to have, they had to cheer about something. So we'll just go on. I, oh. I, I, I still haven't gotten over how Matt White won goal of the year about four years ago. <laughs> that was the, an absolute snag. That wasn't, <laughs> it was a good snag, but the Bonts was better. Oh, oh there we go. Of course it was, yeah. The right, Bond. Right, the Bond. Oh, come on. You shrug about three blokes and you tighten the pocket and you snap and you you snap the game-winning goal. The man he's in love what, with. What more do you want? I want Matty White's goal more. That's what I want. <laughs> I don't want Matty White's goal. Any any bloke who can run can do that. Well, I'll see you have a go at Matty White's goal. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> well, look, we're gearing up for the Brownlow boys, but <laughs> and the goal of mark of the year. Clearly, clearly, we're all a bit we're all a bit fired up about this one. But um, we'll go to tips for this week. We'll wrap oh, it up. Oh yeah, boy. So Friday night. A massive game. Oh, yes. Richmond and the Pies at the MCG. Miller is attending this one. Yes, I am. It's going to be massive atmosphere. I'll be chucking some stuff up on the um, podcast, uh, on the Instagram page. Yes, so don't you worry better. about that so you people better. can stay informed. Um, look, there's been one team, as I've said each week, all year, that have been, I think, one step ahead of everyone. And the I Mighty Tigers. Um, yeah, here we go. The only thing I'm worried about is the week off because that's one game in almost. Yeah. Oh, uh, three, four weeks. So I think, um, I hope, it, I think Rancy would have rested up and Grimes and all that stuff. So I think the Tigers um, will have their foot back on the throat on the mm. accelerator and I think they'll get it done by about three goals. Three goals. 18, 19 points. But mm. I think um, it'll be a very good game. And uh, Pies, like I said, are my second favourite team. But um, I think my Tigers just. Yeah, no, I've got no doubt that the Tigers are going to win. I think. They've been that step above. They played Collingwood, uh, what was it, about round 18, round yeah. 17. And you looked like, up till about half time, three quarter time, that game, it was very, very close. That's but, what happens with most teams. So we sort of. Yeah. It's that third, fourth quarter that Richmond. It's when you put the foot down. Yeah. And um, I don't know, maybe maybe Dimmer tells them to do that. They mm. Not to rest for those quarters, but to stay competitive, but also keep your energy um, built up. But yeah, keep something in store. It's been a common theme. I think yeah. Richmond have been just. <laughs> That, that second half, even against Hawthorne, like Hawthorne were in that game 13, 14 points at half time, but mm. then it just looked like a different game. Yeah, I'm going to go about, say, like about, yeah, four goals. Yep. Anywhere between about 22 and 25 points. I like I it. Uh, j- just, a, just a friendly reminder for uh, MCC members such as Miller and myself if you are going to go to the game, get there early. Get there early. And I'm going to say super early. You know, even yeah. even camp outside gate two God. tonight if you have to. I think people are already there. 
Yeah, oh, well, no. some, somebody's already somebody's already done that. Yeah, they, they, that. they camped there last night. Jesus. Yeah, he was. This will be this will be the third time these two sides have played this year, mm. and in those last two games, uh, Collingwood have been with Richmond for pretty much the first three quarters, and then Richmond have pulled away. Like they're the best four quarter team. Classic Richmond in, in the AFL. <laughs> Uh, just too good for everyone. <laughs> I, I do want to. <laughs> he just snuffed that one in quietly so we couldn't hear. You know, I'm taking the that, Mickey. Oh. That is subtle drive-by action if I've ever seen it. Pew <laughs> <laughs> pew. Um, up the top. I want to say I want to say Collingwood, but I think no. I think Richmond will be too strong. It, yeah. The the one thing that stands out for me is if Collingwood have a first quarter like that again, where they mm. control the ball and don't make it's the most game of on. it. Absolutely. Ri- mm. Richmond Richmond will end up killing them. Like in, in in the end in the end result because yeah. you you've got to you've got to take your opportunities and it was lucky it was only the Giants yeah that, that what only the Giants wow. gee whiz oh they team. really no they weren't going to win now, quickly Callum before we go to the next game the last yes. thing I wanted to mention is that Richmond and Collingwood last time they played a preliminary mm-hmm. is that a preliminary final what's that preliminary yep. yep yep I'm like Mason Cox I don't understand the stupid <laughs> um, big American is that um, 1973 was the last time these two times so there's obviously Richmond and going to have a bit of history, but it's been a long time coming. Yes. Yeah, their main history was back in the 70s. Yep. Um, they did have a few grand finals against each other, yeah. though. Um, obviously, famously, the last time Richmond won before last year, 1980, was Richmond yeah, playing yep, grand, grand final. Yeah, last grand final. They smashed coins. Everyone was hoping for that this year, but unfortunately, the Pies couldn't get the job done no. against oh, West Coast. What a shame. We'll just have to beat um, them this week. I, I just want to say, just quickly, Yes. I reckon... The biggest matchup in this game would would be Dylan Grimes versus Jordan Ngoi. It, it, it's going to be that could be the one matchup that decides this game. I don't know if he'll go with him though. I think Vlasha might go with Ngoi. You reckon? I reckon more. they might take Grimes to Hoskin Elliott. I don't know. I don't rate Hoskin Elliott. Hoskin, been... Hoskin Elliott has been less of a threat than Ngoi. Yeah, he's a bit yeah. off since he um, did his knee that mm, game. Yeah, um, but I don't know. I think obviously I'd rather Grimes, but I don't know what kind of matchup they'll go with. I think Grimes finds a way to just. I think he's going to figure out. Obviously, I think. I think. What I think is going to happen? Dugowie's going to have a fantastic first quarter. Maybe kick a couple. Grimes is going to find. He's going to figure him out. Going to get in get front of him at every point. Yeah, because yeah. that's just what Grimes does. Apparently, he's he does destroyed his, us both times you played us. He does his research, though, Grimes. He apparently, mm. I heard something on Richmond TV that or Tiger TV. Sorry, mm. that Jack Rowett says that every Monday, even like pre-coaches conference and stuff, Grimes is already reading every forwards like lead yeah. patterns where they track back and all that sizing stuff sizing up his opponent yeah so he obviously does his research mm. so it'll be a good game yeah I reckon so Melbourne West Coast Saturday afternoon I'm behind the D's I'm riding this bandwagon all the way <laughs> bandwagon. home bandwagon I think it's going to be a close one stopping all stations <laughs> stopping all stations to close, close one margin uh, we'll go about a goal we'll go about a goal wow it's going to be to the wire. I would love it if we had a repeat of that game last year when Oscar, uh, not Oscar. Oscar. Oscar's not sitting at full forward. <laughs> Oscar hasn't kicked a goal yet. <laughs> Tommy at full forward kicked that goal oh, right at the end of the match. That w- that was a cracking. I'd love game. to see a repeat of that. It'd be. I think it'll be a contest and a half. Doc, who are you going with? Well, the last two times Melbourne have played West Coast over there, Melbourne have won, mm. and that is going to be. Like, I actually want to go Melbourne, but I think this is going to be the game that the Eagles. Pull out the win. This is the big one. This is, this, this is the one. I, next to Richmond, West Coast have been the best side all year. I yeah. think mm. they've had they've had a couple of bumps along the way, and that's not entirely their fault. Injuries have had their say, but 
predominantly, they've been very, very good. And over there at Optus Stadium, they're nearly unbeatable. Like Melbourne, and there might, might be another team as, in there as well that have actually managed to do it over there. I think everyone forgets that for half of the year, the only team that had beaten West Coast was Sydney. Yeah. The Bombers beat them over there, though. Yes, we the, Yeah, the Bombers beat them over there. Once Sydney. they lost Kennedy and Darling. Still, though, should be beaten Essendon. <laughs> but I, I think West Coast... At home. Harsh. No, no disrespect. Well, mind you, you guys were on that huge We match up well. well against West Coast. Especially when they got West Coast forwards. and Port and Geelong, actually. We got the Mickey and over And everyone. <laughs> we, got the, we got the wood on them. And the Giants a little bit, too. Anyway. It'll be an extraordinary close game. I think West Coast will win by less than 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I gave them a margin for the other one. I said I think Richmond will win by probably, yeah, about three or four goals as well. I think Angus uh, Brayshaw is going to have the game of his life. I reckon um, he's yeah, going to play massive. I reckon Elliot Yo will crack James Harms this week. Ooh. The, will they be on each other, you reckon? Yeah, they will. Absolutely. The like, battle of the tags. Yo, Yo, <laughs> Yo's been more more of an offensive player than mm. a, a tagger. He killed Collingwood. He, he so yeah, good. he destroyed him on contested possession. Yeah. I, I I reckon yeah, that'll be the the big match up there. If if Harms can if Harms can cut Yo out of the game. Then they are an absolute. Yeah. Then they were a huge chance. It'd be tough for West Coast. Uh, I think. I think he is a turning. Uh, just because I thought Collingwood played really well against West Coast couple last or the week before, two yeah. weeks ago, yeah. shows that that team is beatable at home, mm. and they probably should have won Collingwood. I think West Coast. I think uh, their forward line structure is sort of back now with Darling and Kennedy. So I think they're a bit more sort of formation and stuff. I think Mark Lacroix actually needs to do something, which would be nice. Mm. Well, he's, th- had, he's had a solid year, Mark Lacroix. He's done nothing in the final. Yeah, hopeless, oh, yeah, I agree. He, 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 he needs to stand up this week. Um, interesting to see who will get Willy Rioli. Might be Jetta. Oh, yeah. That'll be a um, But it will be... I think Dom Shea really needs to lift. I think it requires a big game, especially against a talented Melbourne midfield. Mm. Um, especially if Elliot Yeo, like you said, Doc gets tagged. They're going to have to have someone else to do something for West Coast. Luke Shuey is interesting as well because uh, he got tagged against Collingwood yeah. and was pretty well held. But I think I want Melbourne to win and I'm all behind the hype and you know, hopefully maybe a Collingwood Rich or Collingwood Melbourne or a Richmond Melbourne grand final will be sensational. But mm. um, I think West Coast, just because it's at Perth, and they've got a bit of a run on. They're, they're, um, and, and they're fresh. They're ready to go. Huh. Well, so are we, but I'm not still confident about that. So it's just <laughs> going to be very interesting. But as last year's grand final proved, it's whoever rocks up on the day. It's true. Um, doesn't matter who Everyone would have first. thought, yeah, Adelaide was the best team all yep. year, but and not on grand final. Cam Lambert said running down the race, you know, what are they worth now? <laughs> <laughs> so just going to be close contest. I think as much as I want Melbourne to win, like I said, I think West Coast by five points. All right. Well, that's all the tips in. Thank you for joining us this week on the A3 podcast. Uh, stay tuned for a massive grand final week. Woo! Next week, it's going to be huge. We're looking forward to it. Whoever plays who, I think there's going to be a buzz in the air in Melbourne. There's going to be. Massive. Because you're guaranteed to have one of Richmond, one Collingwood Melbourne and Melbourne in there. And the buzz is going to be up and about. Yeah. I'd love to be it's in It's going to be city. huge. Oh, it's going to be yeah, massive. It's going to be 
absolutely massive. So thank you for joining us and stay tuned for next week. My name has been Alex Catalano. Don't remember, don't forget actually Catalano. He's cutting me off. Oh boy. He's, he's interrupted the outro. Don't forget to follow the Instagram Oh page. yes. <laughs> Got to do Get on the socials. Yeah, follow just... us on Facebook, the A340 Podcast, Instagram at A340 Podcast. Get on there. We're on the YouTube now, obviously. We're um, on the YouTube now. We're having some um, technical issues, but all the other previous episodes, if you guys haven't heard them, will be up, will be up from Spotify, so don't stress about them. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what, this better this better be up or I'll, be, uh, I'll spew up as Terry Wallace says. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it the outro. Anyway, now. let's right, get go. back on that. I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. And I've been Alex Doherty for the first time since two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening and join us back here next week.